0: It's just absolutely maddening. The Knicks are done for the evening. Time for the ride home. Wally's mad at me because I'm getting on the Grand Central. When he's not reading the signs, that say that there are two lanes closed by the Clearview. Oh, okay. Why didn't you take the Grand Central? You know, if you just let he's me finish. Cool. I told you he was in a bad mood. You're driving home with Alan and Wally Hi, Larry. on ESPN New York tonight.
1: And we welcome him. You normally hear him Monday through Friday from 7 to 10 here on 98.7 ESPN. You can always watch his fabulous work on MSG with the uh, MSG 150. Also, as part of the Nick uh, pregame and uh, postgame action, he is the lovely and talented Alan Hahn. Alan Hahn, welcome to ESPN New York tonight.
0: Hey, Larry. Larry. Uh- by the way, that commercial, I don't know if you heard it, that played right before we came back from break. Yes. Might be the creep- creepiest commercial I've ever heard. <laughs> like, yeah. like the idea that the guy got in his car and drove all the way to this girl's house and yes. said, like. And she's like, you know, there's a button for that. And he's like, yeah, I just wanted to do it in person. Yeah. That's when you're like, okay. Stranger yeah. danger. Absolutely. Like, uh, Absolutely. A creepy guy that decided to get in his car and drive all the way across town to tell me you like something I post on social media.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Very, very concerning. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's a... That's a, that's a super creepy commercial that we run there.
1: It very, It is. It is. Alan, before we talk Knicks, can I get your thoughts yeah. on this? The Yankees released Jacoby Ellsbury and designated Greg Bird and uh, Nestor Cortez for assignment. As
0: a Yankee fan, your thoughts? I mean, I, I forgot Ellsbury was still on the team. <laughs> you know, there, there's some it, – it really is, though. It It tells you something about when you're a successful franchise – and you make an, an epic, I mean, just an epic blunder Yeah. that, you know, you spend that much money on a player that never plays, really never plays for you, a zero impact, and yet no one really even says a word about it. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's saying a word about it. Like, it's not like this terrible decision. Like, think of all the contracts that have been given out by all the other New York teams since the Ellsbury contract. Yep. And how much those teams have been tra- You know, Tremaine Johnson is a great example. Like, what a terrible contract. He's not good and all that. <laughs> it's your favorite player. It and is. yet, Jacoby Ellsbury, like, it's it's like we just, oh, that's right. I forgot he's on the team. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, he's gone. Like, it's nothing. Now, Greg Bird is the one, though. <laughs> you know, what a terrible story that is of a guy that when we see them, it happens. Immensely talented, can't stay healthy. You know, and I feel bad for these guys. You think Greg Bird wants to be hurt? You think he always wants to have these. No, the guy wanted to be, he wanted to be everything that Yankee fans wanted him to be, the first baseman of the future, another guy that can hit bombs, a good third baseman. But no, no, injuries didn't allow it. And so, you know, it's kind of sad. And he never got paid. It's not like he was a a big money guy. Mm -hmm. So you hope he can get himself right and somewhere, you know, get a chance somewhere and, and get healthy and, and play at the level that you expect, but for the Yankees, it's obviously time to move on. They have what they need at first base, um, so there was no reason to keep him around. But it's, yeah. it's, it's to me the Ellsbury thing, though, Larry. It, it's amazing. That is one of the epically bad contracts given out this decade in New York, right? Like, it is. Up there. It top, is top five. Would you argue top five? Uh, right, mm-hmm. right behind K. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's some bad, co- you know. So the fact that we don't even sniff at it tells you all you need to know about the success of the Yankees and how they're so good that even with that kind of a mistake, you don't even notice it.
1: I mean, not that the Mets would spend that type of money, but we would be we would be killing the Will if they did something well, like that. I mean, we're killing him for Cespedes. The
0: Cespedes, the, Suspitus, the Suspitus <laughs> contract is. All, I heard he's taking VP now. Yay! That means he's still going to miss <laughs> half the season. It's okay. He's going to be he's going miss half the season. So what? Yay! Like, right? <laughs> like, the thing is, when, you, when you're limited, again, if you have a salary cap or if you're a team that doesn't spend, you're limited with your, your funds, these things are debilitating. But you're the Yankees, so you can live with it. Yep, you can. Here's the question,
1: Alan. Alan, I'm torn with this Nick team, and the audience, we've been right. talking about it, and we've been talking about it tonight, and here's where I'm yeah, torn. Yeah, what's the feedback
0: been? I'm curious.
1: Well, I, I we put a poll up. We asked were people frustrated, hopeful, or not surprised with tonight's loss because, you know, they're up 17. You, you, you see what they did the last two games. They're up 17 yeah. on the road against a team that's undefeated at home. I don't care if they're missing yeah. somebody. They're still undefeated at home, and you go up 17, yeah. and then, Alan, you know it's coming. Okay, you know that that there's going to be a run that every team makes at home. And you wonder, okay, how will they finally learn to hold on? And after the game, what does Fisdell say? We talk to the players. They say, we got to defend the three. We got to move the ball. They know. So as they know, that means we're, that means we're moving forward. No, because they know this, that they're, they're yesing him to death, Allen. They're guessing him to death. They see this in the video. You don't think that they've lost enough games and have done this during the season that they don't know that they need to move the ball. They don't know they need to defend the three better. So I'm I'm torn. I don't know how to, I don't know how to evaluate this team.
0: Well, it's not, there's no moral victory here. No, you know, it's, it's the same, it's the same frustration as Spurs, Nets, that game in Boston, you know, it's the same frustration. Um, what I take from it, however, is they're at least at the very least starting to look like an actual team now. so I begin there they look like a team you know they look like a team that's understanding how to play you know and they have a rotation so if I'm you know if, if, if I'm trying to at least say there's something going on this is something just to watch they you know their defense has been so much better but what you're saying though about what they need to do I'm saying, What I see in that game is they continue to have a talent deficiency. Ben Simmons changed the game, Larry. Mm -hmm. He changed the game. Yeah. End of third quarter, like, first of all, Morris misses a three that would have put him up 20. Yep. And it was a good look. He just missed it. Go down the other end, and Horford hits some kind of a three-bouncer off the top of the backboard. And it goes in, and now it goes from 17 quickly, right? Like I mean, from 18... No, I'm sorry. Seventeen to fourteen in a blink of an eye, mm-hmm. and so what would have been would have felt more like a blowout started turning back into okay. This isn't as you know this is a close game still, and then Simmons did what stars do. He's the best player on the floor. He just turned it on defensively, got after it. The Knicks got rattled because again they don't have a talented superstar type player who can understand what's happening in that moment. Okay, he's imposing his will. Now I impose my will and I'll control our offense and I'll get us buckets to keep us up by 15 or 20 to keep them at that arm's length. But no, it was empty possession after empty possession and it turned into a street fight. That was very entertaining, but also maddening, Mm -hmm. you know, because there was again, you know, Morris down one, goes one on three, tries to draw a foul. He's not getting the call. It's hero ball and he misses. Mm -hmm. They go down. They, They don't put a hand up three pointer. Ball game. I mean, it's just simple simply that 90 seconds to go, you've got the ball off a of steal, you're working your tail off, and you can't finish at that end because you're not dynamic enough. You're just not They're not good enough talent-wise. Yes. And that's the, so the frustrations are all over the place, and I know you're going to get fans. Fisdale screwed up this game. How did he leave Milikina out of it? Milikina's yes. got to sit at some point. He played 35 minutes. So you can try to find fault with coaching. But this is simply, this was a talent deficiency. The other team's superstar said, this ain't happening on my floor, turned it up, and the Knicks had no answer for it. And then when it came to winning time, they couldn't make the big plays down the stretch. That's it. And until they get to a point where they can trade for a superstar player of that level or an all-star player who can do these things, this is going to happen more often than not. Thanks, Alan. (laughs) Look, <laughs> like, like I, I mean, I'm not even trying to reason it. You know, some people are like, oh, there you go. You're just no, trying he's to. No, i being honest. Uh, You're being honest. That's what is it no is. No moral victory. Yeah, I'm telling you, this is not moral victory. I get more frustrated when you watch them and they're, compl- like, when they were for a couple of games there where they had no organization, you know, they looked sloppy. They were just kicking the ball out of like self-inflicted wounds. Yeah, Like, when I saw that. That's when I said to myself, like, this is a problem. Like, you're you're just you're giving games away. Like, you can't do this. So that's when I felt like frustrated to watch them play. Mm-hmm. This was different. I watched them play. They played hard. Yes. They did the best they. I felt like they did the best they because they made mistakes. Because again, this is about talent. You don't have enough talent, you're going to lose. And they clearly, at that moment, the best player in the game decided, I am not going to let this happen. We're down 17. That's it. And they turned the game over. He turned the game around by getting after it defensively, by just ratcheting up the pressure, by making big-time plays. And the Knicks had no one who really could answer it. And yet, they were still down one with 90 seconds to go in the game. So you're there. You're getting closer. But I feel like until this team either has a player, a young player, whether it's R.J. Barrett, one day, but he's 19, mm-hmm. emerge as a star, they're going to have to go out and get one. They're going to have to find a way. And that's why the roster is built the way it is with the, you know, one- and two-year deal guys. So when a star becomes available, they can make a trade for him Because that's it. Because you look around the league, you don't win consistently if you don't have a star on your team that can put games like this away. Got to have a closer. Got to have a closer. You, got, they, you know what it is? They needed Mo Rivera. They had Edwin Diaz.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Uh one last thing. I get this call all the time. People are asking, asking, asking. Alonzo Trier has a lot of fans, Alan. They love his scoring. Is I know. it is I know. it the defense that's keeping him on the
0: bench? Yes. Okay. And Damian and Damian Dotson, who's in his, playing in his place right now, mm-hmm. and first of all, let me start with this. I'm a big Trier fan, mm-hmm. and Trier, throughout this game, was a great teammate. Off the bench, cheering, like he was he was engaged. So you didn't see a guy pouting or, you know, disengaged because he's not playing. And I, I appreciate that about him. Mm-hmm. But Damian Dotson was getting his minutes because Damian Dotson comes in the game and he gets after it defensively. He's got long arms. He's got good instincts defensively. He can move his hips. He can stay in front. Rebounds Both a little bit too, Alan. Feet. Yes, he does at the guard position. But Damian Dotson also went one for six in this game and was minus, what, 12. So mean, Dotson has to understand that, you know, you've got to also, he's got to to produce or, you know, Trier is going to get that look again. He'll get that chance again. So, you know, I think it just continues to, the, the pendulum will continue to swing until one guy takes the job. So if I'm Trier, I'm staying ready. Because if I see Dotson have another one for six kind of performance, I might have to get Trier back in the game and see if he can give me a little bit of a push. So, it's always going to be an opportunity there. And, you know, the other guy, by the way, is Kevin Knox. He didn't play in the second half at all. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you what, he didn't deserve it. By the way, he played defensively. He looked lost on defense. He looked soft on defense. And this is the other thing. Iggy Brazdakis, the rookie, went to the G League for one game and he dropped 36. Wow. Now, you could say it's the G League, everybody there. You know, it's not that good. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. If you drop 36 in your G League debut... That's still a pro game. Mm-hmm. Like that tells me that you can ball, and so I might think if I'm if I'm if I want to put a fire under Kevin Knox, think he gives me another good G League game. I might have to say, you know what? Let me see what you look like in that spot. I'm with you. You know, like yep. you can't you just can't keep. Everybody says it's about developing young players, and you got to just give them time. And no, no, no. It's also about making them understand how hard you have to play to earn the minutes you're getting. Be competitive. And if you're not being competitive, someone else is going to take you minutes. And if it's another 20-year-old, I'm all for it.
1: Absolutely. You can hear him tomorrow night from 7 to 10 following the Michael K. Show. He's Alan Hahn. And the way I hear the tires spinning, you'll be home shortly, which means I have a short trip home tonight. That's a good thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, actually, yes. I don't want to jinx it. Right. But it's it's looking pretty good right now.
1: See you tomorrow night, my friend. You got it, there, Alan Hahn on the star of the Alan Hahn show here on 98.7 ESPN. Joining us on his way home from the Nick loss.
0: You're listening to the ESPN New York tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.